No, I think you're right. And like, it's cliche, but like, this is in a sense, Satoshi's vision all along. <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's part of the narrative. First, you, you need something like Bitcoin and the simplicity, and then you need something where you can build on top of it, like smart contracts and Ethereum. And then uh, it's just kind of, you know, then, then came DeFi, then came NFTs. Like we're, this feels like the right path, right? In terms yeah. of like where everything's going. Welcome back for episode two of NFT Cast. My name is Nagi Nakamoto from Doki Doki Finance, and I am so grateful you are taking time to listen. My rock star guest today, Jordan Lyle, is the founder of Meme, one of the coolest projects in the NFT space. We're going to hear how a joke tweet turned into a major project and how its original airdrop to 80 people is now worth over $1 million per person. Jordan is also product lead for DeFi at Consensus, and we talk about the future of Ethereum, gas fees, Layer 2, and much more. Finally, Jordan drops a bomb on us about a huge NFT artist coming to Meme. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Here's the episode. We have today with us Jordan Lyle, and Jordan is the founder of Meme, uh, a pretty famous NFT project in our space, but he's also uh, a pretty important guy because he's the DeFi lead at Consensus. So Jordan, welcome. I appreciate you uh, joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you come from, where you are now, what got you into this space, all of that good stuff? Yeah. First off, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um it's uh i'll give you the short version because because we could talk we could talk for hours about all the the fun i'm having and then all the 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 long road to get here it's been a fun ride um yeah you you're right i i do kind of lead the uh the meme project i'm also employed by consensus as a, as a product lead of DeFi. um i'm actually transitioning out of consensus to focus more full-time on uh meme and other nft projects so that's a little wow. bit of alpha there for your listeners <laughs> but, um, it's uh it's been it's been fun i've been at consensus now for almost two years uh in a couple months it'll be two years um and prior to that i was um head of product for a company called total which is another you know early DeFi company building on top of ethereum and uh they're they're like a decentralized exchange liquidity company so all up uh, over three years now building full-time on Ethereum uh, wow. specifically. And, um, you know, even though Bitcoin and then Ethereum a couple of years ago I've been in, it's been a passion of mine for uh, you know, eight years now or however long it's been. And um, it's been great as a product guy, as a tech guy. I have a background in like consumer products and mobile apps. I sold the company to... Uh, a company called JibJab, who are like early pioneers. Oh, wow, like, JibJab. Yeah, yeah. So I was there for four years after they acquired a company I co-founded. So you can kind of see that like, okay, that was digital media. That was gifts and having fun on the internet, right? And then I worked in blockchain. And now I'm kind of bringing those two together and doing the NFT stuff, especially with meme, which is definitely very, uh, you know, on the on the fun side of things irreverent yeah yeah, yeah. so it's kind of well, wait, was it was it journey. as much fun working at jib jab as it sounds like it should be oh dude it was so fun we had nice. slides 
We had slides in the office, ski balls, puppets oh. everywhere. It was so, uh, you know, as as like the business and tech side to be to be in an office with such creative people. Half the company were artists. It was it was a blast. It was oh, like that sounds like fun. That giant like airplane hangar in Venice, Venice Beach. Giant airplane hangar. It was <sighs> it was a lot of fun. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Where? So, are you originally from California? Yep. Yeah, I'm in, in Southern California in the LA area. California guy. Um, and uh, yeah, and it just works out that you know everything's remote nowadays. So um, so it doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, all my 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 partners are now with Consensus, a distributed company, and with Meme, of course, we're very distributed. So just like the tech. Great. So, what is your role at Consensus being the DeFi lead? I mean, that that sounds like a pretty all-encompassing thing. Is your role to actually guide product development internally? Or are you working without external projects? Kind of what what is that? What does that mean? Yeah, good question. And you know, when I when I joined a couple of years ago. Um, this was a very new word, DeFi. Yeah, uh, so it was definitely pre-yield farming, pre-Uniswap uh, V2. This was very early. Um, but yeah, I was hired to kind of lead a team and work on building DeFi products. So um, I had over the over my tenure at Consensus, I worked kind of driving and, and owning several different products and working with developers and designers and all the stakeholders and, and releasing several products. Uh, we did the DeFi score, which was like early experimentation around, okay, how do we analyze the risk of some of these DeFi options, right? At the In those days, it was really just Compound and DYDX and several others like Aave, Aave hadn't even launched. Like it was really early, but it was like, we should start thinking about how we apply risk to some of these um, decentralized protocols. So we were like early movers in that space, built several products around that. Um, and then I helped the team build uh, and, and release the scale network. And we did the token sale and we did the staking launch. So several nice. projects and I've been kind of consulting with the MetaMask folks now and like their strategy around NFTs. With the launch of Meme, I became known as like the NFT guy. So I've been, <laughs> been uh, you know, kind of the, the NFT guy within consensus. And that's been a fun role. Uh, I love well. seeing my assets in my, in my mobile wallet. That's nice. Yeah, that's always fun uh, just to have it, you know, tactile. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I've just kind of been been hanging around, leading some projects, kind of consulting with several others within Consensus. Uh, it was kind of like known as like, um, you know, a personality within DeFi. And then lately with the NFT stuff, that's just been, you know, a rocket ship and that's been a lot of fun. And then, um, yeah, really enjoyed my time at Consensus, really smart people, a lot of really cool projects. They're, you know, without without Consensus, like I don't think we've seen any of any of these recent launches on Ethereum just because of the, 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 the value that they provide both on like infrastructure and investing and just visionary that Joe Lubin is. It's been an amazing time to be, to be at this company. That's cool. I, I, and I think a lot of people kind of don't necessarily understand what consensus is. And um, my, my understanding is it's, it's a company that's, that's investing in external projects around the Ethereum network, but also doing internal projects as well. And then I think a lot of people also get a kind of a sense that consensus is really a, um, a community advocate 
almost as well. I mean, is that, am I getting even close to what really is happening? Yeah, you're right there. Um, there's, and you know, it's been a journey uh, for consensus and they've done different things and they've had different business units and they've, uh, you know, the structure of the organization has changed even since I've been there. But uh, at, at the end of the day, you, you hit it on the head and it's, uh, you know, there's the half of the company that uh, focuses on investing and then working with their, their investments in their portfolio and, um, you know, relationship with some of these smaller projects and uh, some, some larger projects from that perspective with that relationship and the other half of the business, which is internal products, consensus owned things. Uh, my, my division, I guess you would call it is uh, called Codify. And I've been there since it, since it kind of started to come together. And this is more like, okay, this is like, rather than having little brands, like you've got the MetaMask and the Infura and the Truffle, and you've got all these different brands. What if we just made like one giant product suite uh, as DeFi was coming coming about? Um, and so that's kind of the, the move. It's like bringing enterprises into DeFi, bringing institutional money into DeFi, uh, releasing products, launching other networks, kind of this like operating system layer on top of um, Ethereum network, just trying to bring in uh, adoption by other companies and institutions and governments and things like that. Well, I mean, I I, I certainly think they're that the, whatever they did in terms of the reorg, they've done a good job because, uh, you know, frankly, I think that the most important product in, in, in all of crypto and DeFi right now is MetaMask from, yes. from my own personal perspective. And so I think that, um, um, it's it's critical that that it has um, somebody behind it that's a steward of it that gets it that understands it and and is you know kind of making sure that 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 they understand how critically important it is and how important the security around it is. So I I uh, I think it's good that the consensus is doing that. If um, would you define yourself as a, an Ethereum maximalist or are do you dabble in and look at other networks? On the on the like, uh, on the sp sp the product side, on my career side, I'm definitely an ETH maximalist. Um, as like my own investor, uh, you know, on that side, I'm I'm in several several projects, but uh, mostly Ethereum and Ethereum-based tokens. Some Bitcoin. Uh, that's the grandfather of them all. That what that's what got most of us into this space. So sure, definitely some uh, some love there, but. As much as anyone can be, I guess I, I, I could be considered a maximalist. I, I'm aware of other interesting projects out there, interesting layer ones, um, very cool stuff, cool, cool tech, really smart people. But it's just hard to argue with the Ethereum's with with Ethereum's head start and yeah. the number of developers, the number of apps and users, and uh, interest among um, the bigger companies. And I mean, developers hands down like. The, the amount of money that's being poured into Ethereum. And you may see some competitors, you may be, see some better tech in the short term, but I think it's just, it's um, just the network effects are way too strong for, for anything to make a serious uh, run. Um, I realize that I'm probably very biased here and, and <laughs> we'll have a lot of listeners that are probably yelling at their phone right now, but that's my perspective, T totally biased, but. I, uh, I, but I don't think that's an illegitimate perspective. I think that a lot of people these days are obviously there's concerns about um, gas fees and, you know, yeah. our project uh, Doki is, is, is implementing uh, 
the the project formerly known as asthmatic polygon yep. um, to solve some of that for for ourselves in the shorter term and to make sure that our users can can um, get the NFTs they want on our machines. But um, I actually I, I was a little bit doom and gloom on Ethereum, um, you know, in the last month or so. But this um, upgrade coming in July um, sounds pretty exciting. And Vitalik's making some news uh, for talking about um, roll-ups implementations as well as the deflationary stuff. I, is is everybody kind of around consensus, kind of saying, yeah, this is really cool. We're this is the kind of move we need to to really make sure we secure um more of the projects and more of the developers into the space yeah i mean everybody obviously there's a big bias there but everybody's bullish on what's to come and and you know consensus has a big role to play in the in the 2.0 and uh, everything leading up to it so um yeah everybody's excited everybody's long ethereum um still with like okay there there is a you know, there's a, a non-zero chance that some other chain overtakes it. So I, I wouldn't say they're like, put the blinders on, but um, right now it just makes sense to be putting all the resources within the Ethereum ecosystem. Yeah, do you see a world where where we really are kind of um, reaching a point where developers are creating for Ethereum, but there's so much cross-chain activity happening at some point that um, it'll be kind of an option that, a developer can choose, but can always deploy across chains and, and it becomes more seamless for the end users? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I, I definitely see a future where that's happening, um, especially as we start to obfuscate more and more of the complexity and like on-chain transactions uh, to layer one and with all these separate layers. And then even we get to cross compatibility, cross chain stuff, when you start thinking about the end user who may not ever know what, what a blockchain is, but they're still using it. Maybe they're moving around money. Maybe they're sending NFTs around. They don't necessarily care. Okay, is this layer one Ethereum? Is it on a layer two? Is it on a, some other chain? They may not care at the end of the day. I mean, they maybe they should because in certain situations, you, it may not be as open or as secure, or as composable as other as other options, but um, at the end of the day, I think we are going to have something that that allows for for greater cross-chain compatibility, and um, it, it's really just up to the up to the market, up to the user um, over these next you know months and years. Yeah, and I think look, I think what happens in this space is um, people come in, they just want to do it, or they just want to make money, or they had something that hooked them, and they come in, and what I find is is that the ones that stay and start getting active and, and engaged, actually start understanding what decentralization really means and what the, the functions of the networks are. And they may never be um, a technical expert, but they start to value that more. And I think that this, at the end of the day, the other, the other networks, and I, I'm seeing some really cool stuff in some of the ones I've talked to that are, that are coming out. Um, I think that at the end of the day, all, all the people coming in through the various networks and chains from wherever they might have been before are all going to learn about the values of each and and make their own decisions about you know about what they about what they want to use and from my perspective it's always been my perspective the more competition the better I, I think it helps everyone up their game everyone get more aggressive everyone adopt and steal each other's ideas I think there's a there's a there's so much possibilities and the thing that excites me the most about DeFi right now is I think this financial transformation that we all 
thought Bitcoin would be is happening because of Ethereum and because of DeFi. And I think that um, that it's accelerating so rapidly. I don't think there's any stopping it at this point. I think that this decentralized future financial system where you where you decide and make your own determinations on what you trust um, is is really going to it's going to be incredible. And I think that that's a big part of Ethereum's role. And hopefully Ethereum doesn't get as um, slow as Bitcoin does in terms of advancing and doesn't seem like it will. Yeah. I think you're right. And like it's cliche, but like this is in a sense, Satoshi's vision all along. It's yeah. uh, it's part of the narrative. First, you, you need something like Bitcoin and the simplicity, and then you need something where you can build on top of it, like smart contracts and Ethereum. And then uh, it's just kind of, you know, then, then came DeFi, then came NFTs. Like we're, this feels like the right path, right? In terms yeah. of like where everything's going. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. All right. So now let's get to... Um... The, the primary topic that 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 led you here uh since this is called nft cast um meme and and I'm, i was reading a bunch of stuff about the the project the other day and it's it's kind of this crazy story but it's also so um it's absolutely perfect in terms of the genesis of this thing as a community mm -hmm. that wasn't meant or doesn't seem to have been planned so can you kind of walk us through first what meme is today and what makes it different or unique or unusual or better or however you want to phrase it than some of what you see in the nft space and then uh tell us the tell us the story the the genesis of this whole thing and how you ended up here and actually now uh making a career move based on it yeah great um yeah so i, I like to think of meme as Really, you know, when you when you boil it down, it's just you know a fun way to distribute NFTs. Um, it breaks down some of the walls. Uh, you know, just this morning as we're recording on March 11th, uh, the Beeple sale happened on Christie's. Uh, we know of a lot of other platforms that okay, if you've got a bunch of ETH, you can walk away with a one of one from an amazing artist. Uh, but it's it's really pricing out the the little guys, right? So that was kind of the thinking early on is like, how can we make it more accessible to be a collector of these great NFT artists uh, if, you know, for the average user? Um, so that's it. So we, we pioneered this concept of NFT staking or farming where you're, um, instead of just handing over a bunch of ETH, you're actually participating. It's almost like a gamified experience where uh, you're, you know, for, for the more technical in the crowd, um, almost like yield farming mixed with minting NFTs where you're locking up tokens, you're temporarily depositing or staking tokens. And then instead of earning like a go another governance token, you're earning uh, NFTs. So it's kind of this, it's almost like Chuck E. Cheese where you're playing games, so to speak. And then you have tickets that you can redeem for prizes. <laughs> Similar great. model to that. And it's a, there's a lot to it. Um, I also like to describe it as like there's three parts. There's like it's a community token, like a social token, because that's a, that's always a big piece. It's a DeFi platform because we've got a lot of uh, cool like I mean it's a DeFi it's a DeFi protocol in that it's um, got some really sophisticated smart contracts, and then it's an NFT platform where artists can drop and release and distribute and sell and earn income for uh, their work and releasing NFTs to the public. So it's it's hard to pin down. At the end of the day, we're just having fun experimenting with NFTs, big focus on the community. And you're right, it all kind of 
created by accident, which is the perfect crypto story, in my opinion. Yeah, before we get into that, so let let me make sure for folks that, you know, aren't, aren't doing a lot of staking or yield farming and, and all of that, if I were to come, if I, if I were wanting to participate and get NFTs from MEME, what, what would be the process that I would go through to do that? So you need to obtain meme tokens. Don't okay. don't buy them. That's against the rules. Uh, you can swap for them. Ah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so you do need the meme token in your wallet. It's an ERC twenty token that that uh, is available on several exchanges. Uh, Uniswap might be the easiest to obtain. Um, it's it requires a little bit more technical know how at the moment. We're working on things in future versions to allow allow more of a unsophisticated or um, someone without the, the the DeFi farming experience. But right now what you would do is you would get your, your meme token. Um, you'd come to the site, don'tbuymeme.com. You pick a pool. Now a pool is just like a collection. Uh, maybe it's your favorite artist, or we've also partnered with several projects in the NFT space like Bitcoin Origins and Terra Virtua and several other projects, as well as some DeFi projects like um, BadgerDAO and Cometh and several others. So you kind of find, okay, I like this artist or I like this collection. I want to participate. What you do is you then stake these meme tokens into a specific smart contract. So you're depositing temporarily. You can always withdraw it at any time, but you're depositing these tokens into a smart contract. And the longer you, the, the longer you have these um, deposited, you're, you're earning points. We call them pineapple points. And then um, over time, you're earning these pineapple points. And then when you reach a, a, a certain balance of pineapples, you can then exchange them, redeem them for NFTs. Um, and they have different levels, different rarities, right? Different quantities, different supplies. But um, it's, And they have a set price, the NFTs, for each level? Based on the yeah. collection or whatever? So maybe, yeah, 15 pineapples or 30 pineapples for these. So they're more rare. Uh, you go the the higher price in pineapples uh <laughs> sounds so silly uh the, the higher you know the more pineapples are required to mint some of these things um so yeah so so just like to to sum up it's like deposit meme token earn pineapples redeem pineapples for nft art and then the artists who are supplying them they're getting a piece of the revenue they get the pineapples and can convert those to meme or how does how does it work for the artist side of it sort of sort of yeah there's uh, there's different you know different models for different pools but uh, kind of the common one for the artist is uh, we we add on a little a, mi a minor fee in ethereum uh, in ether that uh, where a user after mining, if they want, or after farming, they want to pick up a particular NFT, maybe they they pay 0.01 ETH or 0.1 ETH, depending on the the scarcity. Um, so that's just like a, a fee that then goes mostly, most of that goes to the artist. Um, we also have uh, more recently started doing auctions. I guess we've been doing that since October or so, but um, that's another opportunity for the artist to earn. So. A typical artist drop is four pieces, four NFTs. Three of them go into a staking pool where the only way to get those is to farm them by depositing your meme tokens, earning pineapples, and then uh, you know minting those. And then there's always one piece that goes up for auction and that auction bids are made uh, in the meme token itself. So, uh, and then we do a, um, 
a very artist friendly profit share revenue split with uh, with the artist. Nice, point. nice. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and then, okay, so this entire concept came about because you posted a mock up for a, a DeFi project generator. Can you kind of give us the origin story? I think that's how it came about. And then how oh, you right. ended up from there to here? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly silly, but um, I was making commentary way back in in August of 2020, which seems like a lifetime ago. Um, kind of being in this DeFi space, especially overlapping, like as a trader, as a DeFi degen myself, uh, sometimes, um, and and someone that's actually working in this space, building like risk mitigation products in DeFi. <laughs> I, I just kind of thought it was funny because some of these projects that were launching where you know the the meme was test and prod and um you know not no audits until you get traction um and it's and it's kind of it's kind of funny in one hand i see why this is happening because it, this is this is all just kind of one big experiment however with some of these protocols that are launching without an audit millions of dollars are flowing into them within hours and it's yeah. just so risky and how do we expect a new user to participate much less you know, not lose their, their lunch, but, um, they're like, how, like, how are we going to grow? Uh, so I made commentary that like, guys, this is crazy. This YOLO development nature of DeFi teams. Um, so I, so I created this fake product. A lot of people assumed it was real, but it was really this fake product mock-up called the degenerator. So the, the mixing degen with generator name. and it allowed you to spin up a DeFi protocol in under five minutes. And it was just totally tongue in cheek and it had a bunch of references to like other examples of projects that have done something similar. It was very, it's very silly. I thought it would be fun. I thought it would get a couple people to laugh. I thought it would get a couple retweets, but this thing took off virally. Um, within a couple hours, it was like hundreds of thousands of impressions on Twitter. Nice. It was just going crazy. And I thought, wow, I gotta, I got to capitalize on this. This is a lot of uh, eyeballs. I got. I got. What I should do something. I guess the typical crypto response um, is to create a Telegram group. So that's what I did. I created a Telegram group. No idea of what would happen next, and it was insane. It was a Friday night back in August. I just thought it would be another fun place for people to chat, have uh, have a good time, laugh at this joke, and uh, the community, as 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 they say, had other ideas because they said, "Oh, this is great." let's create something. Hey, how about we create a token? Let's airdrop the token for everyone that's in the community. And this is the early, this is maybe 30 minutes in where we're already <laughs> the token. And I didn't create the token, but someone in the community said, Hey, I'm going to go create a token. Um, and we airdropped to about 80 people in the early moments of this, of this community airdropped the meme token. That's the that's the origin of the meme token. And that's why it's, there's only a supply of 28,000. That's why, uh, you know, there was no token sale. It was all just community airdrop is very, very fair distribution because it was just like, Hey, we're early in this group. Let's create a token. Okay. We've distributed it. No plans of like, we were going to build on anything. It was all just for fun. No plans that of the product that we would build or the community that would, you know, emerge, but it, it became this, this, this token, a lot of people thought it was just a meme token, just the Doge, to just the Doge coin. And I, I, I wanted to kind of, um, I didn't want to see it turn into like a pump and dump scam. There are a lot of people that were like hyping it up and like, uh, uh, yeah, 
and I'm like, this is my name's attached to it. I work at consensus. I don't want this going down this territory. So <laughs> that would be, that would be uh, very bad. <laughs> well, as a, as a, as a founder, as a, as an entrepreneur, <laughs> as a product person, I'm like, well, let's go build something with this. How do we add value? How do we bring utility to the meme token? And then I grabbed a couple engineers and we had this idea that just kind of floated to the surface just because it was very hype worthy and meme worthy. It was like, well, what if we mixed yield farming and DeFi stuff with NFTs? And um, it took off. People loved it. It was actually 10 days before we had a product. The whole 10 wow. days. Wow. Wow. Tweet to mainnet Ethereum. It, it took us 10 days to release this Holy thing. Holy crap. And the, the engineers who are now my partners, uh, just amazing, amazing devs. And, um, and that was it. We launched two new pools and... Um, just continue to iterate and it's this community has been amazing early days it was like well we didn't we don't have a founders fund we have no dev allocation how do we pay for developers how do we keep the lights running well people started donating and they said hey we made a bunch of money let's let's give back to the dev oh how cool and so it was like really really cool to see the balance of like so much greed out there plus like the other side with with like people giving back uh, every auction that we do on meme since the since day one has a charity component where oftentimes up to 10% of every auction goes directly to a charity um, that accepts ether. Right, so it's really nice. fun to have to have like the balance of both. And it's just been a great community community. It, you know, we, we could talk about this for hours, just just how cool and fun. And it's great because it's amazing tech. You know, we continue to iterate and add features and bring on more and more artists, bigger and bigger artists. Um, in fact, you know, we've we've done things with like Fawocious a few months back. Nice. And I think the elephant in the room potentially could be that Beeple has actually confirmed that he will be doing a meme drop. Um, That's phenomenal, that, man. That might break the internet, but. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. It's such a cool story. And it's so much fun. And it's great tech, great art, great people. But at the end of the day, it's it's having fun. I mean, our 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 logo is a pineapple and we call ourselves memes. So at the end of the day, it's just it's just about having fun. And and out of it comes a brilliant marketing campaign, don't buy meme, which really probably wasn't meant as a marketing campaign, but the hundred percent was. That was my that was awesome. my <laughs> No, it was like, well, this was in the early days where I was like guys, there's nothing here. Don't buy this. <laughs> like, oh, that's actually brilliant. The, 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 uh, we should tell people to do the opposite. Um, let's, let's say, let's call it don't buy meme. So I went and registered don'tbuymeme.com before there was anything. And that's kind of, it's kind of been fun just to, you know, as someone kind of leading the the voice and the messaging and the, the story here alongside the community that just kind of takes it and runs with it. It's been, it's been such a blast being able to you know, be the voice on Twitter of this, of this fun brand and, uh, you know, represent it personally. And then, as you mentioned, now it's kind of turning into bigger and better things as we think about creating a team and um, what the next steps of the meme project will be. It, it will be, it will be a lot of fun. I can tell you that. That's so cool. And I can't imagine, uh, you know, I've been in tech and marketing for 26 years. Um, I can't imagine how much fun it must be to have your entire brand be irreverent so <laughs> that all of your marketing and messaging is how can we be as silly or as crazy or as fun as we, we can be. That sounds like a really good time. 
it's a blast. It really is. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. And the the original eighty folks made um, got the also the financial benefit of of value increasing um, from what they got in that original airdrop, I guess. Yeah, we just uh, kind of commemorated, or I just pointed out on Twitter the other day that had you held that original airdrop, uh, the the total value per per recipient would would now be over a million dollars. Oh, that's incredible. Just insane, but there's no one. So everyone that received the airdrop did something with it, whether they sold it or sold all of it or applied liquidity on Uniswap or sent it to separate wallets. There's not there's not one untouched wallet as, that we can see on Etherscan. So um, we have it's kind of a meme now in itself, but there are several notable people on crypto Twitter that actually received the airdrop, but sold it immediately and are just uh, killing themselves. Uh, well, it's uh, it's tough, you know, as someone that like, I'm a product guy, I wanna build a cool product and a cool community. I don't want to necessarily focus on price because a lot of people could lose money and there's like, that's kind of the wrong reason is to like pump up a token, sure. but it is kind of like, that's marketing, right? People see see the token pumping. So I, I'm, I'm not, you know, naive to that fact, but I, I would rather focus on like what's being done here, providing, uh, a fun experience, providing a great use case for like introing someone to crypto and NFTs. We're um, with some of these artists, like I've, I've heard from some of these artists, maybe lesser known artists that say, now I can pay my um, student loans back or now we can afford our, our apartment or now we can do this. So, so many cool stories and little like tangents that we could go off on that like just points to just what an amazing experience and what an amazing community and, and just a crazy moment in history. And there's a lot of uh, serendipity. There's a lot of magical moments and luck potentially, but at the same time, like we, we haven't worked harder. We haven't been, uh, than we had, than we are now. We haven't been like, we've made decisions. We've made great branding decisions and product decisions and, um, people have really come through. So while there is a lot of luck and this like magical moment, there's also a team that's just passionate and um, experimenting and talking to users. And, and, and I think given you know my history of building products, I haven't had this much fun building on, building anything um, than I am now with the meme project. It's just, it's just so much fun. That's so cool. And frankly, you know, I think we all get a little squeamish about talking about price, but this entire ecosystem, the entire mission of giving artists really an income that that nfts can provide to them and spreading art and exploding art into into people's lives that maybe didn't really appreciate or understand what was out there from an art perspective all of that is tied into a to a financial incentive right so i i frankly don't think that's I, obviously you don't want to be out there pumping the coin or you don't want people to risk their life savings or take any big chances with it but you also there, the entire concept is a financial ecosystem because it, of what it does provide to the artists. And I think we're going to see this um, a massive explosion of art because of NFTs. And I always say that um, I think NFTs are the uh, gateway, gateway drug to crypto. Um, and I think that it's going to drive even more folks in. Um, I know you have a, a limited amount of time. Um, what Anything new and exciting coming real quick for me? Um, from a feature perspective or anything you want to talk about? I don't think you can really top um, the next big artist, but uh, what, what? 
Yeah, I mean, if you're in the community, you know what's coming with that giant artist uh, splashing in here pretty soon. At the same time, or around the same time, is Meme V2, so version 2.0 of Meme, and that's kind of rethinking from the ground up, uh, taking the lessons of the previous seven months and rebuilding some things, keeping current certain things that worked, keeping that around. Um, so it will be kind of a a rethought experiment uh, or experience of of engaging and earning pineapples and um, I think users can look forward to that kind of a new and improved product in the next uh, several weeks here. Awesome. Last question. Who's the most brilliant person in crypto in your mind? Most brilliant person in crypto. Wow. Um, the people comes to mind. He's now in crypto. I, yep. I don't know. If you can argue with that, especially if you look at the, the dollar amount and what he's been <laughs> able to do. Crazy. Um, and just as cool of a guy that he is. I mean, he, nice. he's super brilliant, so uh, so talented, but he's the nicest guy. Anybody that that meets him or listens to him talk, and we've chatted a few times, and he's just the coolest down-to-earth guy. That's um, great. So give credit there just because he's, you know, the topic of the hour. So I'll, that'll be my answer there. Nice. Okay, so where can people find you on Twitter? I know you're, you're doing a lot on Clubhouse now, right? Is that, am I correct? I'm on Clubhouse. Yeah, I try to get on at least one or two every day. Uh, so check me out on Clubhouse. Uh, I just changed my avatar to the crypto punk with the purple hat and glasses okay. and a mustache. So look, look for me. But yeah, check me out on Twitter. I'm Jordan Lyle on Twitter. Um, Don'tbuymeme.com. Uh, Twitter, I, it's at Don'tbuymeme. Do dollar sign meme. Uh, join our Telegram group, our Discord. We're, we're everywhere. Awesome. Jordan, thank you so much for your time. Um, I appreciate you sharing with us. And I, and I think all of us appreciate what you're doing in crypto and DeFi and, and for the NFT world. So um, we look forward to seeing what's up and maybe we can get you back on later on to see how things are going. I would love that. Let's do it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview with rock star Jordan Lyle as much as I did. I got so much out of this one because I feel really inspired by the fact that Meme is a project that was completely founded out of a community of people just spontaneously coming together over a joke. And that to me is a really cool story. Speaking of awesome communities, we have the absolute best community in all of NFT at Doki Doki Finance. Join us on Doki Doki.finance on the web at Doki Doki Finance on Twitter. Come join our community on Telegram. We love to have you there. Thank you so much for listening. I love you.